Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Monday, June 19th. Canadian bonds were the main focus for a rebound from foreign investors in April. The latest data from Statistics Canada shows that $13.5 billion flowed into Canadian securities from abroad following the $19.1 billion divestment seen in the previous month. Private corporate bonds were the main driver, attracting $10.4 billion of investment, mostly due to new issuances of foreign currency instruments by chartered banks. Federal government bonds were another large rebound investment for international buyers, $8.1 billion compared to more than $11 billion divested in March. And they acquired $3.2 billion in provincial bonds. However, the gains for bonds belied a significant pullback from Canadian equities, largely due to the retirement of shares of Canadian firms involved in M&A activities. The $8.2 billion divested was offset slightly by the purchase of shares on the secondary market. Meanwhile, Canadian investors added $2.4 billion in foreign securities to their portfolios in April. This was the first monthly investment of 2023, following more than $28 billion divested over the previous four months and was focused on foreign shares, mostly US, with $3.5 billion acquired. They also sold $2.4 billion in US government bonds. With the strong activity among foreign investors in Canadian securities, international transactions in securities generated a net inflow of funds of $11.2 billion into the Canadian economy in April. Canada's investment industry regulator has sanctioned a manager who failed to stop substantial use of pre-signed forms by a team in his branch. Blaine Patrick Arnold was branch manager of Scotia Capital's Saskatoon branch, where the Hunter Financial Group financial team, the Hunter Group, was based. The Canadian Investment Regulatory Organization found that Arnold had failed to fulfill his supervisory responsibilities when between January 2012 and March 2021, more than 3,000 pre-signed forms were used by the Hunter Group. These forms were a mix of those that were signed by members of the Hunter Group and those which were only signed by clients or being otherwise blank or missing key pieces of information. Most of the pre-signed forms were not dated. Arnold was informed of the use of pre-signed forms in February 2021 and reported the matter to Scotia Capital's compliance team. The settlement between Arnold and the regulator's enforcement staff was accepted by a hearing panel of the investor-dealer division of the regulator on June 6, 2023. Arnold agreed to the following a six-month suspension from registration in a supervisory capacity, a fine in the amount of $35,000, and a requirement to successfully rewrite the supervisor's course exam before acting in a supervisory category. He also had to pay costs of $5,000. He's not worked in a registered capacity with a dealer member of a new SRO regulator firm since February 2021. The United States has something of a global reputation for seizing on opportunities for wealth generation. As the world's largest economy and with a significant share of the world's billionaires, Americans appear to aspire to unstoppable riches. But how much do they believe they need to be considered wealthy. A recent poll by Charles Schwab found a contrast between how people define wealth for themselves compared to how they define it for others. Putting a dollar figure on how much it takes to be considered wealthy in the US today, the average was 2.2 million US dollars. But digging deeper among those who already considered themselves wealthy, the value of assets required is far lower. Almost half of respondents said they're wealthy, but their average assets totaled $560,000. But their perception of wealth was driven by non-financial assets. 62% said that being able to enjoy healthy relationships with their loved ones better describes wealth than having a lot of money. And 7 in 10 say wealth is more about not having to stress over money than having more of it. Well-being beats money and assets when poll participants described what wealth means to them. 
Among seniors, 79% said that wealth is about enjoying experiences and 83% said it was about not having financial stress. The Modern Wealth Survey also asked about financial planning. It discovered that only about one-third of Americans have plotted their goals and documented a financial plan. For those without a plan, most say it's because they don't have enough money, it's too complicated, or they don't have enough time. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, a study reveals pivots amid a ticking time bomb for retirement income. Are we focusing enough on clients' end-of-life financial planning? And amid a fuzzy rate outlook, what's a fixed-income PM to do? For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.